Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol and Billy. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast, a podcast that says yas to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Yes. I'm your transwoman host, Billy. Um, today's very, very special guest is um, someone who I've been actually trying to get on the podcast since I took it over, I think, because I just For thought it would be really... For a long time. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I just thought it would be a really cool... Um, I'm hearing that click clacking. Sorry. Um, that means everyone else is hearing it super loud. <laughs> um, I was just moving the pin thing out of the way. Oh, there are pins. I thought you were you had a, a fancy keyboard. No, you probably do though. I don't know. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, today's very special guest is uh, none other than my ex-wife Lauren. Um, Lauren. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, <laughs> I'm Lauren. <laughs> XY. <laughs> it's weird to say that. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird to say ex-wife because I felt like I haven't been a wife for a long time. You know. Hmm. And How long? For a long time, like many years. I mean, I know that we were still married, but it, it doesn't feel like I was a wife for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Dang, hitting hard at the very beginning. Dang. Well, it, it just, that, that goes into my, uh, my like feel of myself you know Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying the the gender expression Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah so how so we married in 2014 Mm -hmm. it was um star wars day by luck of the force i guess well we had to push it we had to push it one day ahead because i was going to school and i had finals that week ironically Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get out of it so i had to push the wedding a day forward which was really Mm -hmm. unfortunate there was Mm -hmm. a lot of chaos in the family and it's just really stressful Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a rough time. Um, yeah. I know it was very chaotic on my end, but I was probably really, like, messed up or something. So, because, you know, the guy is trying to get you all drunk before the big wedding. Yeah, you you had the, the drunkenness of it. I had the the school stress and having to graduate and all of that (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then get married right after that it it was it was a lot Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, the day turned out better than I thought it would. Like, it turned out really well for the most part. Even with all the drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I had a lot of fun. And there were um, just a lot of great people there. And and the beach yeah. definitely turned out really gorgeous. And, and yes, all of our friends and family really came together and, and helped us out. And made a beautiful, beautiful time. Yeah, that was a good thing about it. Was everybody pitched in and and made things really nice. So um, it wasn't it wasn't all terrible. It was all of the stress beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, so you were still a wife at that point. Well, maybe not exactly at that point. <laughs> still a wife. I just began to be a wife. <laughs> so how, how long into wifehood did you stop feeling like you were a wife? Um, in the last couple of years. So that's like 2017? Um, when did we get divorced? Like 20, 2020? Yeah. Okay. Because um, we celebrated at the drag show. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I guess. Maybe 2018. I can't really pick an actual date, but. It started, it just become a burden for me because of my own inner turmoil and shame. Mm -hmm. Your own um, inner turmoil and shame about um, your sexuality? Yeah. Yeah. And wanting more out of, like wanting a romantic connection mm -hmm. and like we had a friend connection a platonic sure. friend connection and i didn't realize at the time that there's a difference because most of the people i've been with were just hookups before that they weren't people i i was dating for a while and even then like those are really stupid relationships, like a high school one and then a college one. So they were meaningful, though. I mean, they were meaningful in dumb ways. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you learned a lot. Like you learned your life lessons from those dumb relationships. Yes. Yeah. But it all goes like a lot of it goes into attraction. Like what? what is attraction and different types of attraction. And I didn't really understand that. I don't think a lot of people do. And what Especially, way? Um, at least in the, like, the flavor of the rainbow sector, <laughs> all of that, it's confusing. Um, 
So there's physical connection, like, oh, that person's really hot, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's um, intellectual attraction for somebody's, like, intellect or mind. There's um, romantic connection. There's... something that's hard to describe but like a soul kind of connection um, how would you describe that that's like really really deep and not like that <laughs> like that you said it not me i saw your face <laughs> like really really fucking connected but it's you don't it's hard to describe it it's it's like you don't have to say anything to that person but they know like how you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you need what you don't like they can read you um and they they know you, right? There's that kind of connection. And do you hear Bruno? I do hear Bruno. I miss him. Yeah, he's just being ridiculous. Um, what other types are there? Somebody told me once, and I wrote it down. This is when I first was kind of dating using the apps mm. i don't remember anymore is that that was after after um you came yeah, out it was me? After, yeah so you so you were desiring other um desires and attractions and yes i was and really... all this other stuff and you were you were going through your own inner turmoil inner shame and guilt uh -huh. and thought loops and and I'm assuming yeah. fears you were just reoccurring in yeah. your your mind. Yeah, what brought all that like up? A year after we um, married, it was a really hard time for you because your parents, your dad was dealing with the cancer and we were not seeing each other that much because I had the night shift. Mm-hmm. And I just felt super alone. Um, you got a grandma rocker I, over there. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't reproduce it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. Now continue your story. So you were um, really alone. I'm sorry. So, so I had this dream about my old friend from high school, Christine. Mm-hmm. And I had a crush on her in middle school, but I just ignored it. I just kind of blew it off. Like, oh, everybody has a crush on their same-sex friend in, high, in middle school. Um, 
They do. And yeah. So <laughs> um, I was like, oh, well, what does that mean? Right. And in the dream, we were just holding hands, but we were really happy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what does this mean? Why is this what I actually need? Like, do I really, am I gay? It just spurred on this whole crisis in my head. And that, um, that, that started it. That released the floodgates. Yep. And, um, unfortunately I didn't have good therapy in that regard for that because I did bring it up a couple times and, um, my insurance was terrible in San Antonio. It's the worst insurance I've ever had. Nobody wanted to take me because it was like, basically Medicare or something that, and nobody took it in San Antonio. So I barely got a therapist and they stuck me with this person that was, um, like a, like a trainee, like not, not actually graduated yet. Mm -hmm but they were getting their hours. So she wasn't really listening to me, which is a huge trigger. That's it's not a, a good huge start trigger to her career me. either. Right. And so after a couple sessions, because they had to, with my consent, they had to record our sessions. They kicked her out. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, I was put with somebody else, but by that time I was already moving away to Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I got this one lady for like two sessions and I, I brought it up with her. I was like, I've been thinking about, you know, women and what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. I'm married to the, a guy. I don't really know what to do. And we never got it resolved, obviously. Um, so then we moved to Houston. Mm-hmm. And I just ignored it. I just suppressed it. And it was okay for a little bit because things got a little bit easier between us, but it still wasn't what I really wanted. Yeah, I know our, our schedules aligned a lot better. Yeah. At that time. So we were able to spend more time together. Yeah. Um, but I was wanting like passion and shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> romance and passion and I was I wasn't 
getting that. So I did it. Where did it go? I got it from my head. Fantasy world. Mm -hmm. But that became too much over the years. And I had to deal with a lot of things in therapy before I could get to the sexuality part. Um, So that took at least a year. I had a really good therapist at that point. Um, so everything had settled in that way. And then finally, um, finally started getting into, uh, am I gay? Am I not? I don't know, but I, I, I got stuck in this thought loop and the shame of feeling guilty that I wanted something else, but being married and still like not wanting to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had that for a long time, (laughs) feeling a lot of shame because if I ever brought it up with a therapist, they would kind of, they would do the bullshit thing that, every Texas therapist does. Uh, Well, you're just not getting what you need from your marriage. So you need to fix the marriage. You're not gay. Well, maybe the marriage just needs to end, you know, shit. Right. Sometimes things can't be fixed, unfortunately. Or fortunately. Well, down the road, yeah. Fortunately, um, but I just could not get any validation from therapists mm-hmm. and, and we had even gone to, um, well, that was after. So I started like, it started eating, it started eating me inside this guilt and shame of wanting to be with women and that took another couple of years till it got to this point where I I just couldn't take it anymore. And I went online and found this website with these bi women. It's called shy bi. Shy bi. Shy by. Hey, I'm shy by. I'm just kidding. And it, <laughs> I mean, looking back on it now, you know, it was helpful, but it was also some of the women on there. It's like they could perpetuate their denial mm-hmm. by by sneaking around on that website Mm. and yeah, like being in denial about who they are because they don't want to leave their husband because they feel guilty and they still love that person, but they also, it's, it's the trap, the catch 22, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, my, my orientation is, 
changing or it's becoming more fluid. I want to see if this is real, but I can't do anything because I'm married. There's a big, big, giant parallel there with um, the whole cross yas listener base and the yeah, you know, the cross dressing and trans community. I think for sure. Yeah, and in what way? Well, you know, because there's a lot of, I would say, in my opinion, I don't want to, you know, label somebody for what they are or aren't. That's not for me oh, to say. Yeah. Um, but there are some people that I would, I mean, I generally consider crossdressers trans, trans people or, or um, yeah, trans people, um, just because I think that's such an umbrella term. Um, that it does encompass the the whole like gender expression, even if it's in private by yourself yeah. or or in whatever way. Because um, I know there are people that, in my opinion, I would consider trans that I feel like if they felt the safety and support that you know, like that they would need or require to come out, like. Instead, they're the only way they can get their like fixed and to like, you know, say it's okay because I'm just doing this like in my secret time. Yeah. And that's how they like, they, they bide their time. And I'm assuming that's kind of what you mean with going on the shy by. Well, me surviving. Yeah. Well, that was towards the end, but um, me surviving was was me dissociating a lot mm. when I was thinking about women while we were, you know, doing things, <laughs> or I was doing something <laughs> alone. Right. Stay tuned for the Patreon exclusive. Yeah, yeah, Patreon exclusive fantasies. Do you want to listen to Lauren do all the dirty talk and X, maybe X, even X fantasies? Turn that fan on behind her and all the wind blow her hair. You have to pay money that, for that one. Where is that place? Adult Megaplex. XXX. X, X. Yeah. That was in San Antonio. <laughs> I was really, at the time, I was really, like, scared of that place, but it had a lot of variety of stuff. It was Mm -hmm. a really good sex shop. Oh, it was the Adult Megaplex XXX. It it was very... Something like that. Um... (laughs) Sponsored by... (laughs) Well... Yeah, so that's how I survived, was just being in my head all the time. But that wasn't, that was killing me slowly. It's killing my soul. And I finally got to this breaking point where I was talking to this one woman online and she was in the same situation, but she was in more denial than I was. Mm -hmm. 
and I had gotten to this like, you know, kind of fuck it phase of like, I know this is really bad and I'm going to hate myself for this, but I need to know for sure. Right. So, um, we had like a little texting chat thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there wasn't any pictures or there's nothing like that, but we just had a chat with words. And by the way, I felt terrible about all of this. Um, but I also knew that it was, it was the ending of everything. Like I knew this is going to be the end of everything. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And I tried to be normal for a week and that was impossible because I'm, you'd like to think I'm an honest person and I don't, don't want to lie to people. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me to lie. And I, I was starting to get physical symptoms of, of, this guilt, like throwing mm. up and shit, like stomach problems. You were blaming it on the lactose intolerance. I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, even people at work were like, what's wrong with you? You don't look good. And I'm like, oh, I just ate something bad the other day. I must no. have been like super oblivious or just in my own head dealing with my own shit. Um, just disassociating just as much. You, you were just angry at everything. So mm -hmm. that too. Um, that too. I don't know what was happening with your parents around then, but I know it was bad. Was that when my mom was having her breast cancer or no, her lung cancer stuff? I think that was so. after my dad. That was after my dad passed. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, because your dad died, and I I saw it after that, like, oh, it's finally gonna get better, better, mm -hmm. right? But that was a couple of years before all of this. Yeah, it must have been your mom. So. We were in the garage and, and by this time our quote marriage was just really us smoking weed in the garage and mm -hmm. dissociating even more, right? Sharing whatever memes or videos or Reddit posts that we saw. Yeah, it it wasn't it was it was a friendship. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. and it was just really empty um, so I was I 
But I remember two different times. There was the time when I was in the yard because Bruno broke his back, basically. Mm -hmm. Bruno, our dog, we had two dogs. Um, two dogs. The worm and Bruno. The worm. Worm was the old dog. And Bruno is the little baby puppy. The worm can be heard on many episodes in the Patreon exclusive Cross Your Ass podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Bruno, like, had this spine disc herniation thing twice. And the first time he had it, we were nursing him back to health and I was out in the yard and I just started crying. And I think that was, what, what did I say with that? I don't remember. That was the day you came out to me. Okay. All right. Because I remember, right. I'm pretty sure it's the day you came out cause you were sitting outside crying. I walk outside butt ass naked you know texas y'all god i forgot that you did that texas y'all i forgot that you you slept naked and i was always uncomfortable with that sorry so yeah um yeah i guess that was the time there was two different moments so i guess that's when i came out to you what did i say i was gay um, you said you came out to me as bi. Oh, okay. And okay. you said that you you wanted to... I don't remember if you, exactly if you said you wanted to end the relationship or if you just said you wanted to explore other... I think I was thinking at that point I wanted to to explore it, but I felt incredibly terrible about having those feelings at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay so that was like six months before the shy by thing okay so you did the shy by thing like when we were in couples therapy yeah okay okay so you came out to me it was like like labor day weekend 2019 Mm -hmm. i only remember this because i've told the story a lot at least from my perspective Mm-hmm. So you came out to me, and then I'm pretty sure I resisted a bit, or yes. I was because I remember I remember you're like I think I'm bi, I like women, and I'm like uh, yeah, and duh, because like I could tell from like yeah. the videos we would watch, and you're like oh she's right. hot, she's hot, you're right, she's really, she's really hot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, it's really fuzzy in my mind because it was like a traumatic moment for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like half of it's blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said something like I, I need to explore that. 
So then we went to couples counseling, but it was a revolving door of therapists. Oh, I love the first one. The first one we went to, she was so close. Yeah. She was the water chakras. Yeah. (laughs) She told me, I don't know. I don't know what, if what she told you, because maybe she told you something like different from me, but I remember very specifically, she recommended, she recommended me read the, um, it's like a, the book about introverts called quiet. And it's like, that's not, that's really not it at all. It's like, I was really suppressing all my own shit. Um, but she was also telling me that my water chakras were misaligned. And... <laughs> I don't know. I think she just thought I was gay. Mm. Like yeah. secretly gay. Yeah. I, well, uh, that was another thing that I kind of kept to myself about you because I didn't really know how to react to it. Um, and I, I just kind of blew it off as everybody likes their own, that everybody has some weird shit that they're into, mm-hmm. right? And I found trans porn on your computer, um, like when we first got married. Mm-hmm. I thought during that time we had a really hard time that first year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was really rough and because you, you were mad well you yeah. like because that first year we got married uh and then you had your internship like right away oh in, yeah. in abilene yeah and then from there we moved to san antonio you moved out there first. You lived with my brother for a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then I followed suit. We got a duplex or something. Mm-hmm. And then like a week in, that was when my dad got diagnosed with his cancer stuff. Right. And you were working nights. I was working days. So we barely saw each other. I know I was getting like very fat and unhealthy and probably angry and not a great person to be around yeah um which i really apologize for um and about halfway into that that was when i made the decision to move back with my parents and take my old job that way i could spend the last like little bit of time i could with my father before he passed um Which at the time, I don't know, to me at the time, that seemed like the best decision for for me to make for myself. Um, As a couple, like it, honestly, the thought never even crossed my mind at the time. I was really angry about it, but I couldn't do anything. And like, I, I was conflicted. Mm hmm. Like, I was really angry because I was all alone, but at the same time, it's like, what am I, what can I do? Your dad is dying. Mm -hmm. 
and that's that's probably what spurred on all of my shit Mm -hmm. all that alone time and yeah 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 so then after that you you got a job in houston or around houston and then we moved together um Mm -hmm. we lived at a house for about a year and then we bought a new house and about two, two or three years, that was when you came out. And um, we started doing marriage counseling. You convinced me to do my own therapist. And we bounced around how many marriage counselors? I think there was four or five. Well, we saw four together and I saw a fifth one by myself because nobody wanted to actually address the real problem because mm-hmm. it's Texas. Mm-hmm. And that all of my shame about everything, that's where half of it comes from. It's Texas's attitudes about about them choirs. Um, yeah, yes. Yes. And I get so angry about it now because I, I'm seeing through my own therapy now, years later, that it played a giant part in my uh, I guess attitudes towards my own orientation. Mm-hmm. Plus, I grew up in Colorado before legalization, so it wasn't liberal. It was Mm -hmm. moderate, red, white, Christian. That was the the environment I grew up in. I'd only seen two gay people my entire time there growing up. Never saw any lesbians. I didn't have any representation at all. I didn't know it was an option. And that's also why I blew off feelings for my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My best friend, Christine. And then in college, I had a big crush on a girl named Jennifer. Um, We were both in denial (laughs) about it. But, um, yeah, that was, that was also, you know, brushed away. Like, no, it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to be with the guy. Do, do you remember any of the, like, activities or things any of them had us do? Cause I, I, um, I feel like there was one guy that was also a little bit out there he didn't know what he was doing at all definitely definitely didn't know what he was doing he didn't know he shouldn't have been a couples therapist at all maybe he would have been good as a like a individual person yeah yeah but he didn't know what he was doing and so the we couldn't go to the water shockers lady because she well, she was 
like attacking you. Mm-hmm. I felt attacked by her. She's very hostile towards you, and um, she did validate me. That was the only good thing about her. But when she started talking about chakras, I'm like, this isn't helpful for me. I, this isn't helpful right now. Yeah, I mean, like she was, she was trying to make it out like I was a completely bad person. Right, and I think you were just. You just had some growing up to do. Mm-hmm. I was just being a man. And you were in a body that you didn't want to be in. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody yet. I you didn't were the first know... person I ever told anything to. Yeah, I didn't know that was why you were so angry all those years. And I thought it was because of me. I remember um, one of the things you would always bring up in, in marriage counseling or just when we would talk in general, you would always talk about like all the shame and guilt, just like you've been talking about. And mm-hmm. and I would tell you, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like for me, it was very relatable. But I felt like you were just kind of like blowing it off because, you know, you didn't know. You didn't, no one knew my shit. Yeah. Um, did you think that you're just gonna like hide it forever? Like you're just gonna suppress it forever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I, I that was the extent of my future. That of my thinking of my future was one day my kids or nieces and nephews or whoever brother sister. I'm going to die and they're going to have to like go through all my shit and then find all my, you know, my uh, bad women's clothes or whatever, like, or, you know, you even. The secret will die like, with you. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was my thought. And like now, now looking back on it, that's so fucking sad. It's sad. It's so it's sad really that sad. I thought that, but that is, that is exactly, exactly what I thought. Yeah. I mean, I told myself, well, I've already, you know, I've already made my bed. I'm already married. I've already made the decision. I didn't know at the time. Like, I kept going in that thought loop over and Mm -hmm. over again. Like, I didn't know when I got married. But even though it's a hard decision, it's the right one to To like be the actual you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember right. we would also we also would go to um, like P flag meetings. That was really helpful. And those were so helpful, even in Texas. Um, yeah, I remember because yeah. we we did a lot of these before I came out to you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I remember. It was one of the only ones we actually made to downtown. We only made to like two downtown, maybe one even, because that guy mm. in the tiger shorts rear-ended us. Yeah, the, that's a whole other thing, though. Freaking um, Volvo guy, Jesus. Yeah. But I remember 
I remember being in that room because they, they like split us off into like the gender section, which in my mind, I wanted to go to the gender section, but I also wanted to be there to be supported for you. So we went to the sexuality section and we're just having our talk and I don't remember the guy's name and we don't have to say if you remember, please don't. But the, the thing that really sticks out in my mind was when he was saying that, you know, he did everything he thought he had to do to be happy, you know, get married, have a great job, money, kids, but he just still wasn't happy. I remember he was talking about going up to like the pastor's cabin or something and like trying to kill himself. And yes, yeah, like that, was such that a story was story. so freaking powerful to me. Yeah. And like, I know I think about that all the time. Like, I, I mean, I didn't have kids, yeah. but even from, I'm sure for you, because you're thinking about what you were just saying about, you know, you, you're in your bed. You have the things that, you know, you're supposed to have to be happy, right? Minus kids. Which you didn't want anyway. Yeah. 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 Like I have, I have the job. I have the house. I'm married. I've. You know, I have all these fucking wiener dogs. I have, I have my my furry kids, but I'm still not happy. And I know that the person next to me isn't happy either, for unknown reasons. And I'm I'm like I when when do I why am I sacrificing myself? And I'm so miserable. When do I actually get to be happy? Mm -hmm. And that's that was a turning point for me. So after all of that stupid marriage counseling, I finally went to... Um, well, no, so I came, I came out to you as gay later mm -hmm, mm -hmm. after the, the chat like with the woman. It was like December, like late December. Yeah. And so we went to a different therapist that your therapist recommended. And it was a terrible choice. Because the woman that tried to, quote, cancel us was blaming my sexuality on my family dynamic. That's Texas, y'all. And, and I said, oh, hell no. I've been in therapy for years about my family. That has nothing to do with this. That's a completely separate issue. That's a completely different thing that I've worked through. I've worked through it already. This has nothing to do with that. So I, I was still feeling, I was feeling so alone during that time. It was just, just a really hard time for me. And then I finally found this one lady who I only saw once. And she finally validated me and all my feelings. And she said, you know, 
you did your best. You you tried for five years and you you did what you could and that's that's all you can do. So now you have to do what's best for you, not anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we decided to get divorced. And that was really hard because we still had to live together for nine months. Oh, yeah. We had a, we had our own uh, baby in a weird way. <laughs> uh, getting separated baby. Getting separated baby. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Don't listen to me. That was a dumb idea. Scratch that. We're not going to edit it out, but just forget about it. Like the house? No, no. So I know it was like early June, or not June, January, early January 2020. Um, We were also, well, no. It was like that first weekend of January I had, I remember I woke up. Um. It was on the weekend. I had some crazy fucking dream. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting up and you were in the bathroom in the hallway. And I remember I, that was the day that I came out to you. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. And at the time, I was really irritated and angry about it. Because I felt like, you know, I had gone through all of this crap for years and you know, you, like, I felt like you're minimizing what I had just done by you now, now you have your own crisis, right? Now. (laughs) Yeah, now you have your own crisis, and I don't mean anything, and I'm, again, I'm alone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm alone in this. That's how I felt. And it was not a good time at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to kind of navigate that and it was a really hard it was a really hard time. What were your initial thoughts when I came out to you? That I just told you. Well, I mean, I mean, like, like about me, I guess, per like per, more personally. Oh, um, well, since I was dealing with my own stuff, I was, um, I had some disgust, and that was more. That was kind of projection because of. I've always been a tomboy. Mm-hmm. I've always felt weird being feminine. I'm not a feminine woman. I'm definitely more mask. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt. Like, I don't mind being um, pretty every once in a while, but I'm, I'm not a dress person. I'm much more comfortable 
being either neutral or more on the dude side. Because mm-hmm. that's me. I've always been that way ever since I was a kid. But once again, I was shamed for that when I was a kid. Mm. That and, shame, it's a reoccurring theme. Right. Right. When I got into um, middle school, I had all the peer pressure going on. So then I just did what I was supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And wore more girly clothes and makeup and everything else. And it was never for me. It was for the people around me Mm -hmm. and to fit Mm -hmm. in. Um, so, so yeah, I felt disgust for that and I, I didn't, it was such a, it was so many like things all at once jumbled together that it's hard to pick out, um, little events, all these little things. What like I'm I'm talking about like feelings. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, not no. The more that I was processing things, the mm-hmm. more things made more sense to me over time. Of why you're so angry all the time. Um, and why you were depressed and why I was attracted to you. (laughs) Um, Because you weren't like the other dudes. You were a woman inside. Mm -hmm. Right? So it made total sense. Um... And then we both, over time, we started to be each other's, like, cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. I remember we would have our, like, themed parties. I like doing that. On the weekends. (laughs) We had our, our, like, 90s hip-hop themed party and... (laughs) We just we got really high and yeah. watched like '90s hip hop music videos, and I felt I like we, RJ. I think we like we um, door dash like I don't know, yeah, uh, Popeyes or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and I I called you out by you you were looking like the running for president. Oh, that was on <laughs> Jack. Well, that was when I was like, because for me, like, you were the first person that I had told, and that was, you know, that was really scary. And we didn't really talk about it for a few months, like a month or two, for yeah, till like February. It was, too- it was whenever you yeah. and I were in um, Colorado, because you and I were going to move to Colorado together to like help each other spread our wings which i'm happy we didn't um 
It wasn't the right thing to do. At the time. No, no. But I remember we had a conversation when we were in, Co- in Colorado. Yeah. And I think that you would just, for me, it was just, uh, or for you, I guess, I, I was just like, I'm an open book. Anything you have to ask me, ask me. And I'm still very much like yeah. that. Um, but I remember, like, after we came back, that was when I had started to try to, like, present more around you. I always laugh at presenting because, like, it's... Well, I don't like well, saying now, dressed up. Now, I don't like... Now, yeah. it's not presenting, but... Well, now it's not, but at the time it was. Yeah, yeah. But I've never really preferred... I never, like, for myself, I never really liked the term, like, I'm getting dressed up for yeah. myself, you know? Because it's like... Just, you're just being the real you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, presenting even yeah. just feels weird to say now. Um, but I remember it was like probably the typical crossdresser like fashion. I was wearing like office business cat, <laughs> like businessy wear. Yes. Um, I remember <laughs> you said I went. We went out. We would go outside and, and like smoke in the backyard. And you said, um, "What are you running for office?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. I took a picture of you and it looked like you were running for president. Woman president. Well, maybe I need to run for woman president. Um I called you out. <laughs> you called me out. But you know, at the time I didn't really have a lot of wardrobe. I had all my hidden crossdresser gear that was hidden in the attic. And the attic you said you never would go into. Um, but it was a great hiding place because I why would I go up there because that's where my hidden shit is I don't know and I hid it down deep 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 um but I also remember like you you definitely helped push my style I guess from yeah business whatever to just more like casual which I, in my opinion, is very helpful well, I for blending say, in. Uh, real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The one for me that was the biggest like push was you were sitting on the couch and I walked in and you're like, "What are you doing? Going to a wedding?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> which one was that the purple dress yeah it was like it's got like yeah. floral and stuff I probably still have it yeah my um, favorite theme night was the um, what is uh, what's her name Sarah Connor oh yeah we had a um, Sarah like Connor a night Sarah Connor Terminator night and you wore your like dykiest leather jacket yes. and, and whatever that was like yes this is me so yeah we had, we had those themed party nights or whatever where you were able to like express yourself and I was like, able to express yes. myself it was a like a seriously like judgment well maybe not completely judgment free because we were definitely laughing <laughs> at each other in our own ways <laughs> <laughs> but I feel also feel like they were just really good bonding moments too. And and Yeah. 
I know it helped me a lot just get comfortable with just being myself. Well, I know that you needed that little push. And we both needed it to get more comfortable with who we really are and not mm-hmm. who we were trying to be for the other person. Mm-hmm. And this was all like right during COVID, probably yeah. right after I did the podcast episode, episode 48. Uh, the first um, one? Yeah, my first one. Because it didn't even come out for a while. I remember oh. I did it. I did the podcast the second time I told anybody. And that mm-hmm. after that, that was I was waiting for the episode to come out. It took months and months and months. This is a reoccurring theme on the podcast, if the listeners haven't noticed. So it's not just me. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, that During that wait time, that was when we started doing those theme parties and and then I oh, remember the COVID discovery, self discovery mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And I think yeah, everybody cause... went through it. Well, for us, like, I feel like it, nothing really changed that much for us, except we just couldn't go to restaurants. Cause like your well, work yeah, didn't change. I My work didn't change. Work. Yeah. We both still had to leave the house and go to work. Yeah. It was just, we couldn't go out to eat dinner. That's why we started doing yeah. um, Uber eats or whatever. And, Doing our theme parties. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was a uh, past that. It was, it was for my birthday weekend. We were driving up to uh, that dark sky park to camp. Oh, yeah. You were really mad or something. Well, I remember. Well, I remember we had um, listened to my episode and Diane's episode. On I the really way like there. Diane. G- Mia, where are you at? She's missing Mia. an action. That's why missing she likes that name. Action. She's missing an action. Diane slash Mia. Yeah. She needs to get back up here. Where yeah. are you at, Diane? Where are you at? Because her episode is the one right after mine. Um, I love her, though. She's amazing. Mm. Um. So I remember we listened to that. That was the only time I've ever listened to that episode. I can't I can't listen to it. Like I've tried several Cause, times. Cause of like just hearing your own voice or hearing the old you. That's a good question. I feel maybe or both. both. <laughs> maybe both. Yeah. I feel like hearing old me it's in itself is hard. Cause there's definitely a different like speech. I speak mm-hmm. different for sure. Oh yeah. And that's true. There was just a lot of sadness in my voice. A lot of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like to listen to it now is really hard. Yeah, it's like you empathize with your old self. But I also want to listen to it to like reflect, you know. But it's so fucking hard. I'm not you need gonna... to do like a Oh, we're gonna do like a like a transcription of it. Mm. Like just read it. Oh, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could get that to happen. Um, not too long after that camping trip, we fought. I remember I was mad because you 
didn't call me dude or something. That's hindsight, whatever. Didn't call you that? Yeah, um, I don't know. It was something stupid. I, w- I was dealing with my own shit. And yeah. That was before we, like, officially, like, moved away from each other and trying to sell the house. And it's really stressful. And <clears throat> Yeah, the divorce thing was going on. That's the divorce right. thing was going on. And then you moved. You moved first. You found a place first. Yeah. How does how was that? How was that feeling like moving away and it was really hard at first because my therapist died on me. Oh yeah. For gosh. Yeah. It was like this series of unfortunate events that were really devastating and It's like, why is this happening? Like, this is the worst time for this to happen. So my therapist that I'd had that was really good, she died unexpectedly, and I didn't even know that she had died because she was old school. And we just were meeting on the phone. She wasn't taking any money from me. And I thought... Somehow, I don't know. I didn't know what was going on, honestly. Like, somehow she was making up the money from the insurance. I don't know, right? So we were supposed to have... Just accept it. Yeah. So we were supposed to have this um, session and, like... Something weird happened where, oh, the time went by and nothing, like, she missed it. She missed the meeting. So I called her. There's something weird. So I had, like, a session with her. And then the next week, I think I tried to call her to schedule something. And I caught her she answered the phone but she was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and I was also at work so I could not hear her very well from the work phone Um, and she said she was in the hospital okay so that's what happened I called her to schedule an appointment And I was waiting for her to get out of the hospital. But she never did. But Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So the next time our our scheduled time came around, which was after I moved, like right after I moved, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing happened. So I called her phone. The mailbox was full. So I ended up Googling her, her obituary. That's a shitty way to find out your therapist's past. Yeah, it was it was terrible. And I'm so glad that I have Lil Kim as my friend. Um Lil Kim, I've worked with her for like four and a half years in Houston and she's like my best friend. 
she's she's like a surrogate mom too mm. um your mother i called her i called her and i just bawled my eyes out you know she's like i'm really sorry you'll get somebody else it'll be okay so so i found another therapist on one of those online app thingies <laughs> sonder mind or something like that and they paired me up with this guy so our session day came around and the dude didn't show up no call no show mm. so i was really angry so i went back online and i i did i want a different therapist button and i picked like lgbtq whatever mm -hmm. button so then they paired me up with a different lady who was a lot better. Well, I mean, yeah, she, if she showed up, I mean, that's that's already like a hundred percent better. Yeah, it's already better. yeah, it's already like you can only so go up better. from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only problem with her was that she she was older, so she didn't. she had come out at like age 17 so mm. she couldn't quite relate to some of the things that i was having problems with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i didn't feel i didn't feel as uh you know what that sound is that's a sound that it means it's time to, to go to the crossyaspodcast.com website <laughs> and go to the right-hand side and subscribe to the Patreon for Patreon-exclusive content that we put out sometimes. Um, you can also join the Cross Yas Confidential Discord server where there's all kinds of support for the Cross Yas listener, uh, including uh, significant other support. There is support for um, just general support <laughs> there's a place where you can share your pictures and just talk with people uh things share your hobbies this is chat server there's all kinds of chat server stuff to do um great place to join great place to get uh, support for all of the cross yas podcast listener needs um so anyway continue <laughs> back to you and back to you Back to the Sorry. podcast, isn't that right, Laura? My phone was my phone was <laughs> chiming from my other my other your other podcast. Coach. You have to do. Who are you cheating on with me with other podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> this is my only podcast. From your what was it? <laughs> my your other secret. no, my my lesbian life your coach. Shybypod.com. No. Go to the shybuy.pod.com website. Don't don't buy them some coffee or Ko-Fi. We don't know how you say it, but you can find it on the crossyaspodcast.com website. <laughs> no, my so okay, so I I 
felt really alone and uh, really sad over there for a bit. And I was just dealing with residual angry feelings about the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but like slowly getting out of that um, like resentment mm-hmm. cloud that got better. Um, I was really lonely, so I got on Reddit a lot and talked to different online people. And I made a friend that I still have today that I still talk to. Uh, her name, her real name is Ernestine. Ernestine, that's a cool name. But, but. Her Reddit name is Luna, so that's what I call her. And she's a lady in San Antonio. Mm. So she's like a 90s lesbian. <laughs> What's a 90s lesbian? Please enlighten 90s. me. Like, uh, like think Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jeans and a t-shirt. That kind of thing. Mm, okay, so if you have jeans and a t-shirt, you're a 90s lesbian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, like, we get each other's humor, and she always knows, like, the perfect thing to say that makes me feel better, and she's also got a really dark sense of humor as well so we get each other Mm -hmm. so in that alone time you found a lot of you found your own like support network and and you found people that like you for you right so i slowly started building up my friends um mostly online because it was covid but i did find one friend in person that I I was friends with for a while off of Lex. That's an app. And that's how do you, for... How do you spell that? L-E-X. L is in leopard. E-X. <laughs> e is in X. E is in X. X spouse. Right? Do you consider me your ex-husband or ex-spouse or no, ex-wife? I say ex I say ex-spouse because mm. um it's weird to say ex-husband. Mm. Because, you know, you're not a man anymore. Not a man. If ever. So. I just played one. Yeah, you just played one and I played a a woman, I guess. A straight woman? Uh, yeah, I played a straight woman. A cishet, boring-ass cishet female? Yeah, like, I just gotta be real with everybody. Straight life is so fucking boring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so boring. I'd, I'd never want to live a straight life. <laughs> I have to live some kind of flavor of the rainbow life. 
like the things that that the the strikes get <laughs> excited about. Like what? What do the straights get excited about? Like think about think about Dave Matthews. Um, like oh, we bought a house and we're living um, and our neighbors and I mean right, like I don't know. I like neighbors. I like houses. I've had a lot of cool just, experience with people's neighbors lately. It's just, it just seems like they have very mundane lives. I could definitely, definitely see that. Um, yeah, I see that a lot. Like just the, the generic family life, I think, in, in itself. Generic, is... and it's very repetitive. Like there's no change from day to day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no excitement. There's no craziness. There's no novelty. Mm-hmm. Like that is, if you're ADHD, that's like the worst kind of life. <laughs> there's no novelty. There's no excitement or urgency at all. No creativity. Pretty much. And that's definitely part of why I. Well, I'm sure we both weren't really happy in that. High uppy. Straight laugh. Sometimes that takes and sends a slip out, doesn't it? What? <laughs> did, did it show up? Sometimes doesn't that, that take some kind of slip out sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Sure it does, doesn't out. it? Yeah. Hey y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I I would <laughs> tell you I'm never gonna say that. I'm never gonna say y'all. <laughs> you would tell me that all the fucking time. Like just give in and just say y'all. It's it's all encompassing. And, it's all y'all. And now, <laughs> now I'm like, this is the best word to choose for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all inclusive. Yo. That's why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. I joined some groups online during that time, and they were really helpful for me. So, What kind I of groups the, were they online? There's... So I was in Houston, obviously, so... Um, at the, what is that place called? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of Montrose, Montrose Center. Oh, okay. The LGBTQ Center. Yeah. Basically. Um, it's called the Montrose Center and they had a bunch of different, uh, support groups. So I went to the coming out support group. Uh, every week and it was on zoom and that was definitely a lifesaver for me Mm. Um, just for the fact that there are other people going through the same thing Mm. I wasn't alone Uh, I could be vulnerable and everybody would just be really supportive 
they weren't trying to deny my existence mm-hmm. and my struggles. In the in the groups, did you learn any tips or, or any like thought processes or any I don't know any kind of like thing to help maneuvering coming out? Um well a lot of a lot of being like comfortable in your own skin is is knowing that other people are going through the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. And they had the the group mom, right? Mm. There's this um, older lady there and her daughter, her daughter is gay, I think. Um, but she was there, like her daughter didn't go to the group anymore, but she was a volunteer. Uh, okay. So she was like the designated mom to say, you know, you're, you're fine just the way you are. We all love you. God loves you. Blah, blah, blah. And like you need to hear that. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> true. It's true. It's really important to hear that, even if, um, like you know that cognitively, you, it's a lot harder to know it, like in your heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to unlearn what society has brought on you. The deprogramming, that's the hardest part. And I'm still unlearning a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, So it's just a process and just to have compassion for yourself. And then be easy on yourself. Like, hey, you know, this is hard. It's hard to live in a society that's not configured for you to live in, mm-hmm. right? Has coming out gotten any easier for you since coming out the first time? Um, well, I was definitely nervous when I moved away. Um, so I belong to that the coming out group and then another group, um, which was like a national one. Mm-hmm. And this was after me doing a bunch of digging on Reddit for support groups uh, for late blooming lesbians. <laughs> um, I've 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 heard that term quite a few times. Yeah. So there's this group called the Bloomers. And now I think there's a lot more groups like this. Hmm. Um, And they all have different names. I don't know what all the different groups are anymore. Uh, I was part of the original Bloomers group. And it was a group of maybe 50 to... Yeah, like 50, 
something ladies and they're all different ages i was one of the younger ones mm. um, but most of them were like 40s and 50s and then a little bit older so we would have zooms every week and just talk about what was going on for everybody um you'd have the just starting out people they were still in their marriages still married to men etc um and then you'd have on the other end of the group people have been out for a couple of years and they're they're living their new life mm -hmm. and it's hard on both sides mm -hmm. in different ways um In Houston, I was really hoping that I could find more of a community there, but I, COVID messed it up. Um, but also just the, the culture there, mm -hmm. that didn't help either. Um, a lot of people are really closed off. I would go to the lesbian bar and it was just, it was brutal there. It was <laughs> not welcoming at all. You better go there with your girlfriend or not go at all. Like a huge group of friends, your girlfriend or not at all. Don't go when you're single because everybody will look at you like you're trash. That's how I felt when I was there. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, you're single. Created... You're a single piece of trash, you know. Yeah, like how dare you be um, actually looking for friends, right? Uh, I went a couple times with a, different women, and I went with this girl uh, who... I met off of the bloomers and she liked me, but I wasn't, I mean, I just wanted to be friends with her. I didn't want to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got myself in this weird situation where, um, It's like, oh, she likes me and I don't really have any opportunities. The apps were really bad. They're still bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> some things never change. Yeah, some things never change, right? A lot of the apps just have fake profiles. And it's really, it's really lonely on the apps. Um, so I went with this girl and she was one of those people who bought everybody drinks and she made, she was like your dad where mm. she made friends with everybody. Oh. And I'm, I'm okay with one-on-one, -on -one, but going up to people and 
starting a conversation and all of that, like I, that's still terrifying for me because I have social anxiety. I couldn't even go into the lesbian bar with how much anxiety I had. I called you one time, didn't I? Where mm-hmm. I, I was trying to do exposure therapy on myself, trying to go into this place, just set foot in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was I forcing gave, I, myself. I had to give you a pep talk. I was forcing myself and... To do I, it, just do it. I went and got... <laughs> I went and got food there and I just picked it up and ran away. Like, that's how scared I was of being in there. But for good reason. Mm-hmm. So this girl took me to this place. And we stayed there the whole time. Uh, it was super crowded. All kinds of people were in there. We were dancing. It wasn't that bad. Um, I had a lot to drink. She had way more to drink than I did. Mm-hmm. And then she was buying drinks for everybody else. And we were there and we were talking, she was talking to some other girl and I couldn't hear anything because we're, I'm right next to the stage and it's to this Mm -hmm. DJ. So I'm just being innocent and um, they're both talking and they're like looking at me and shit. And so she goes, my friend goes to the bathroom, and so I try to talk to this other girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, are you, what were you guys talking about? And the girl says, oh, she was telling me about you guys are looking for friends and stuff. And because uh, you, you're both late to the game, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah. Um yeah, we're looking for people to hang out with and, you know, you seem like a cool person. Do you want to hang out? And she gave me this disgusted, like, look, like, yeah, yes. She gave me this disgusted look and she said, I'm not that desperate. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, you know, I wouldn't be that desperate either. Fuck her. Right, but these were the kinds of um, the people that you were. These are the kinds of around. interactions I was having in Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So me being gay wasn't easy at all. <laughs> it didn't become any easier there, no. and I got to this. I got to this point where I was a like rock bottom with I couldn't get dates I I couldn't I had one friend that was really good but that was it and mm-hmm. she had this longtime girlfriends she was just as introverted as me so she didn't really know anybody else in the community Houston is very closed off and everybody's got their tiny group of friends and they don't want to let anybody else in. I felt that way too when I was there. But I kind of felt like that with Texas in general when I was there. 
Yeah, that's a Texas thing. Apparently. I can't imagine it would be any better now, but maybe it would no. be. I don't know. Probably no, not. I don't. I don't see it changing at all. But if you're a, no. a Cross Yas listener and you're around Houston or Texas in general and you want to come, like, tell me why it's better. Let me know. Um. Even though Kim has told me, Lil Kim's from New Orleans, and she said that when she moved to Houston, it was a big culture shock because everybody's so closed off mm-hmm. and doesn't want to do anything. So I got to this rock bottom where I hit this wall, and I was really depressed. And I got to, like, suicide Mm. thoughts. Mm. And it was a scary time for me. Um, I called everybody that day that, you know, all my friends that I knew. And it was during the day, like during the work part of the day. So, you know, people are busy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had to call the hotline. And I told the guy on the hotline about everything. And he just helped me put everything in a perspective. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I know this is hard right now, but it's not going to be hard forever. And... Then the next day, I went to my psychiatrist, of course. I got Mm -hmm. on medication because I wasn't on any antidepressants at the time. And that really did help a lot Mm -hmm. and got me out of that. But um, I really needed to get out of there. So then I got roped into coming to Montana (laughs) Well, we were, yeah, you were, we were still waiting for all the divorce stuff to, like, finalize and stuff. and Yeah. And then you moved to Montana in, like, June, I think? Yeah. 21? June 21? Yeah, I moved in June, and I got an so apartment. You, so you said, fuck this red-ass state, I'm going to go yeah. to this other one. <laughs> right, and I... Well, I, it was good for me financially. It made Mm -hmm. financial sense Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. only two years. And I saw that they had, um, an LGBTQ center here Mm -hmm. in this town. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I went to a thing in on Halloween that year, mm-hmm. some trunk or treat thing. And I tried to make friends with the people, but they were not having it mm. because again, it's a tiny ass town. They all know each other and they were polite with me, but they didn't really want to get to know me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, fuck them. And so I just kind of went to work and home and talked to my friends online and 
that's basically how it's been. Um, oh, me and then me having multiple relationships in a row mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> over the two years. Yeah, you've had a lot of a lot of your own things, which we'll probably be talking about in another episode for the Patreon. Yeah. Um, we'll have to save that though, because we're almost out of time on this one. Um, so in that two years, I know for the first year, like when you lived in Houston and I lived out on my own, we didn't really have that frequent of contact. It was every once in a while and it was pretty cordial. Um, we did, Yeah, but anytime we met up, it was always, I was still dealing my own shit. Yeah, you were still in Texas and you're still miserable. (laughs) Mhm. Mm-hmm. I remember we went to we went to a few, couple of drag shows. Yeah. Um, we went to the one on New Year's, and that one was a lot of fun. Um, and then we went again to Hamburger Mary's in Houston, and we like celebrated our divorce. <laughs> yeah, so we got weird. to go on. We got to go on stage, and then I came <laughs> out. So that was weird. also my first day of not wearing a wig. I remember that day just mostly wow. because of that. Um, but then, like, once you moved, we didn't really talk for a while. Yeah, I was like, dealing kinda, with my own stuff. Yeah. Over here. Um, just in this brief little bit of time before I have to end this one. Um, <sighs> I do want to say that I, I, I really do value and appreciate all of your su- love and support through all of this. Um, Thank you. I know there's been a lot of times whenever I've been, I've been really down in the dumps and, and, you know, suicidal or borderline suicidal or, or whatever. And, and you're, you've always been there to talk to me or help me out. And I really, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. It really means a lot. I've been there. I've been through the ringer this past what, uh, like decade? Mm-hmm. I've gone mm-hmm. through so much shit. It's uh, a normal person would see all the shit that I've been through in my life and be like, how are you still here? Yeah. So I I get it. <laughs> well, you're a strong ass woman. Sometimes. You're I mean, not yeah. you're always strong, but I meant the yeah. woman sometimes. Yeah, I'm only a woman sometimes. <laughs> uh, like when I feel like it. <laughs> would you say would you say our relationship's better? now than it was yes. when we were you know you finished the question why why do you think our relationship's better now than it was before because we're being real we're being our real selves mm-hmm. and we're not trying to make a marriage work yeah, that does help <laughs> it's it, it's always been a friendship it wasn't meant to be a romantic thing mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay. 
that's really all the questions I have. Do you have any? I don't really have a whole lot of questions, so they don't come prepared for these things. Um, I just active listen. Sorry. We've already got an hour and 40 minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, you... we talked for like four hours. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, do you have any questions for me or any things that you want to tell me or? Um open forum i there were there was a lot of times in the marriage where i was like why am i with you and i like why am i so why am i torturing myself when i'm not Mm -hmm. happy and um like just you being angry and miserable and whatnot all the time um now i can look back and know why like i have an explanation and i can remove myself from that it was it wasn't you and I, i i really i do deeply apologize yeah I know we talked about this before, mm-hmm. and but it's it's good to like have that resolved. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And and we're each other's cheerleaders because I've called you when I'm like anxiety ridden and my head's about to explode, like. When I went to Seattle to to see if I wanted to live there, and I had to call her because I was having a, a mental breakdown in the car, mm-hmm. forcing mm-hmm. myself to go into this little gay, gay bar to go see a comedy show. And it was pretty damn fun, wasn't it? Yes. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But all of my past experiences in Houston, they traumatized me. Mm-hmm. They really traumatized me. So I had this view of like, like this PTSD of going to mm-hmm. gay bars after that. Well, I'm, so, I'm very, I'm very happy that you mustered up the courage and strength to to go inside and let loose and enjoy yourself. Cause I know that had to have been, that had to have been a transformative experience for you. I mean, if it's just something simple yeah. as going into the gay bar, I mean, that can be huge. Those little tiny steps like that. Yeah. I went in there and the host was named, um, Bobby Higley. <laughs> I was looking at Bobby Higley's um, uh, Instagram, and I'm like, damn, I want to be Bobby Higley's friend so bad. <laughs> like a cool person to hang out with. But Do it. Be his friend. Or be their friend. Uh, she, her, um, her friend. I think her, I think her pronouns are she, her, but okay. um, it... Yeah. Well, be Bobby's friend. Be Bobby Higley's friend. 
So I apologize, Bobby Higley. Once I actually move there, start messaging Bobby now on Instagram. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's yeah, like, be a why psycho. Tell me, no, I want to be a psycho. Yeah, no, be a psycho and just like comment on their stories or whatever, and then when you I like, do, I do do that. Do they ever respond? Um, yeah, but not like. You know. Not frequently. Well, just keep it up because maybe next time you see them, they'll be like, "Hey, it's you. I remember you from Instagram. Yeah, you, we message. You always like my stuff, and you never know." I was really appreciative that Bobby Higley put me with the other person that was alone there that came by mm. themselves. That was so like considerate. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. That would never happen in Houston. Well, I hope, I really hope that Houston has gotten better with some of the post-ish COVID times. Um, but I, I also feel like it probably hasn't with all of the anti-LGBT yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah, that, yeah. Hopefully. As dumb as Montana is. <laughs> Montana? It's... Well, it's just hard to find people in Montana. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's a numbers game here. Mm, yeah, it's not so much that they're space. assholes. They're just spread out. <laughs> There's just not very many. But it's a lot easier to to talk to people over here in that regard. Mm. Have you found a lot of um, because it's a cross dressing podcast? Have you found a lot of cross dressing individuals there? Or trans individuals? Um, in my various... Uh, personal times? Personal times, yes. Mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but yes. Some. There are some people. It's a good one of my ex, One of my ex-girlfriends is a trans woman, so... Mm. Um, yeah. So you hear that, all you Montanian listeners slash viewers, or however <laughs> you're intaking all of this content, uh, just be out and open about your shit, because uh, how the fuck are they going to find you if you're so few and far between and you're not fucking open about it? How are people going to, how are you going to find the support? And, and honestly, I feel like this is just everywhere in general, not just Montana. Um, and this is, in my opinion, why like visibility is so important. Because, like, yeah, how are you going to find the people that love you and support you if you don't show them yourself? If you're not seen, how in the hell are you supposed to? What is? What does she say? How in the hell are you going to how the find hell are you gonna others love like you? How the hell are you going to love yourself or love others if you can't love yourself? <laughs> but, you know, that's fucking true, though, because, like, when you start loving yourself, yeah. you really, it really allows you to, to give more love and it allows you to, like, receive more love. And and people see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You they can do. see it on people's faces. Like They do. Like, hey, oh, that person's being themselves like a light coming out of the like shining out of their eyes 
Yeah, and I, I I know I've seen a lot of that light coming out of my eyes, and I've seen a lot coming out of yours too. But I know that yeah. I know that that light could could burn brighter. But it's, it's getting just there. Where I am. It's getting it's there. It's just where I am, and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. You're getting there. You're getting there. Eventually, it'll actually be out. For real out. That was a lot of conversation there. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel good. I hope everybody has, like, gets something out of my story and helps somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, and if you like, I'm open to talk to people. Like, if you're lonely or whatever, I I don't have a job, so. <laughs> you should. You know, I know. Right I know exactly what you can do. You can pause <laughs> this episode of the Cross Yas podcast and go to the crossyaspodcast.com website and you can scroll to the side and go to the bottom where it says join the Discord server and you could go on there to the spousal support or significant other support. Maybe you'd be a good resource. Oh, okay. On Discord? Yeah. I'll send you I'll send you a link. If you're if you're I'm open always... to joining. Okay. I'm like old and discord doesn't make sense to me so well, i guarantee you there are people far older than you that are on there and they're far successful they're they by far more successful me. at that than i am so um more about up on time on this episode um thanks again lauren for for coming on here and i know it's kind of can be a difficult thing to talk about and yeah. but i feel like i feel like you and i are in, in a really good place and and I, I i honestly i can't wait i can't wait for you to be seen you know because you deserve to damn be it seen. you're gonna almost make my eyes water don't look at my eyes well, you deserve to be seen <laughs> like and that, and that really goes for all the listeners and watchers or, you know, everybody. Everybody deserves to be seen. I see you. I'm, di- I'm dying to be seen. I, <laughs> I, I, see, be seen. I, see, I see the glint in your eye. I do. And someday soon it's going to... The fire is yeah. going to erupt, I know. Yeah. I want to be like your your model beach pictures. <laughs> I oh, want that man. for me. <laughs> I'm having all my growth. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks again. Um, You're welcome. You can probably find Lauren on the Cross Yas podcast Discord server, possibly. If you want to, if you want to talk to me on Instagram and be my friend, that's fine too. It's just Lauren Rayner. Oh, that's a hard one to find. 
It's a really hard. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I have. We'll say our goodbyes, yeah. and then I'll do my my outro. So. Oh, okay. All right. Bye. 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 Um, bye. <laughs> okay. So here's the outro. Here's the outro. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't I haven't said it in a few months, so bear with me. I'm just gonna do oh. it one take though. Um, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here on the podcast to share my story, have others come on the podcast to share their stories, to have you, or to teach you, or help teach you the world about cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm not a doctor. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> love you. Be seen. Bye again. Bye. <laughs>